Hi friends, welcome to the Artist Blend. Today we have another special guest. This is Amanda Pereira. So grab your mug and let's get talking. Yeah. We are glad you're here, Amanda. Oh, so thrilled to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm a little nervous. I don't know if you what? two feel nervous as hosts, what? like going and being guests. on. Po- I'm usually on that mm. side, which oh, is okay. much more control. I so hear I'm a you. Yes. Nervous. You're like, I don't have the reins and yes. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've been guests one other time early on mm-hmm. with um, yeah. uh, Create Space podcast. And it was yep. so much fun. It was. I think we've mentioned this before, but this is the lowest stakes podcast. It's literally just about chatting and having convos. So uh, stakes are so low. It's going to be great. Can't go wrong. No. And I've listened. You two are so lovely and take such wonderful uh, care of your guests. So it's nothing about Aww. it's not you. It's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Well, let's start off. I would love to know what is your beverage of the day. Yes. Okay. So I'm supporting Canada here. Amazing. So it's in a Salem mug. Okay. Yes. That's Great. not supporting Canada necessarily. That's just the season and the mood yes. that I'm in. But it's Tim Hortons because okay. good old Canada. And then it's decaf because I'm a baby. It's it's a, it's the evening time. That's justifiable. It's the evening time, which the cozy warm is mm-hmm. so yeah. nice. Um, But I do want to shout out a wonderful, I should be drinking their coffee today. In Toronto, it's called Hot Black. And it is an amazing, like, coffee connoisseur opened up this space, would pop around Toronto and, like, people would ask, like, get her to train other baristas. So she opened up her own place and it's incredible. That's what I should be drinking, but I'm drinking conglomerate Tim Hortons. Conglomerate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who I'm also a fan of. Tim Hortons, no, come on. Get at me. I'll be in a commercial. Right? <laughs> love you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I love me. it. No. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? We are drinking uh, Just Love Coffee, and we are drinking their... I sent you the bag, Easton. What is it oh, called again? Did. So this is Just Love Coffee. Um, it's their medium roast, which they <laughs> call Whole Lot of Love. And I think that's real cute. I love oh. that. Yes. And it is specific to Whole Foods. They have specifically par- partnered with Whole Foods for this uh, blend. A whole lot of love. Good job. Good job. Uh, what are the tasting notes? Yeah, tell me. The tasting notes are nutty and berry. And I will say, immediately I got way more berry <clears throat> than than nuts. But, uh, and I'm normally not, we've oh. discussed this, I'm normally not like a fruit coffee kind of guy. But I'm liking it so far. It's very nice. <laughs> I had had it and then was like, Easton will enjoy it at least. So I sent it. The thing with, with a lot of fruit fruit notes coffees is that they tend to be lighter roasts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not a super light roast kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Same. But with this medium mm-hmm. roast, it's it's a little darker. And yeah. um, I don't know, just balances it out a little bit nicer but to my palate. Mm-hmm. It's the tipping point that I'm finding because sometimes I have medium roasts and it tastes more dark than dark blends do and I'm like I don't understand and it's yeah it's all subjective anyway yeah. but yeah <laughs> Amanda's like y'all are speaking Latin over here <laughs> no I am like so in awe did you t- no because I'm like oh I like I mean I usually like it I d- yeah. the darker the better mm-hmm. yeah. in mm-hmm. my roast um just taste yeah. wise but the lighter the better in the caffeine mm-hmm. okay amount. however because I love it I love lots of caffeine but I love yes. the taste mm-hmm. of dark roast but I'm wondering like did you t- know 
a ton about coffee before starting this podcast, or is this learning on the show? So, no, no. <gasps> we learned on the show. along the way, yeah, which wow. has been part of the joy of it because oh, we both wanted yep. to so know impressed. more about coffee. Mm-hmm. We both loved coffee and we're passionate oh. about it, and so we were like, let's like start doing this. So we got like nice equipment mm-hmm. that is actually like giving us good quality coffee, um, quality grinders, scales, mm-hmm. the whole shebang. He uses a Chemex. I use like a V60 style pour over. Mm-hmm. And so we're like learning as we go. And yeah. so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Listen to you two now. You sound like sommeliers of a coffee bean. You're like the notes and that, but it's on yeah. the tipping point. And I'm just like mouth agape. This is amazing. Oh, well, well thank, thank you. you. I will say if you, if you like the, is it like the bitterness that you like in the dark, the dark, dark, dark roast? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Which is interesting because I don't love bitterness in other, like in desserts or other foods mm-hmm. or things, uh-huh. but in coffee... I love, like, if I get a latte, I love a latte, yeah. but if I can't taste the espresso in it, I'm like, mm, mm, never mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you like the darkness and the bitterness of coffee, have you had chicory coffee or New Orleans roasts before? No. That's going to be your cup of tea or coffee. <laughs> Good one, I said. Okay. So we had this on the show a few weeks ago, which I think in real life, maybe, I think maybe it was like a month before this in the real world, but for us, it was like last week. But it's, <laughs> uh, it's, a New Orleans blend, which really just means that they use a lot of chicory, which is like a woody herb. It's like really earthy mm. herb. But in World War times, coffee got more expensive and the soldiers were used to their like really bad, crappy instant coffee. And so when they got home <laughs> yeah. from the war and prices were still kind of trying to get back, they would blend in bl- uh, ground chicory with the coffee grounds. And so it would dilute the coffee so it was cheaper, but it also gave it a really strong, bitter taste which reminded the soldiers of their, you know, their comfort beverage when they were at war. So it kind of took over, but now it's mainly like New Orleans um, style is what, they use chicory a lot in New Orleans coffee. And if I've just butchered that and you're a historian, please let me know. And I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> Correct um, us. But that is what I could gather. Let us know, but be kind about yes. it. Yes. Like, let us also know, but be, be kind. kind about how you let us know. Yes. Um, that's another reason I have always wanted to go to New Orleans. And I'm like, oh, and for the coffee. Yeah. So try chicory coffee and let me know if you like it, because I think you might. I will. Ooh. Okay. Oh, wow. It's also just like so lovely to now know two people who I can be like, hey, so I'm looking for this kind of coffee. Right. Like, what should we'll, I do? We'll help the like, best we can. Like, people do that to me about reality TV, yeah. which oh I God. don't feel as proudly about that <laughs> no, I would be proud. for this coffee. Yes. No shame. It. But it's really it. nice to have, like, um, yeah, to be for you two to, like, help curate people's coffee choices. That's so fun. Well, thanks. Yeah. You should do, like, a spinoff series where you have people on and you get to know them in, like, 30 seconds and then you basically, like, prescribe them a coffee based on their personality. Oh, wait, like, that's that is fun. so fun. Yeah. So we'll call it, we'll call it Espresso Shot. And that's that's what it is. It's a mini episode. <laughs> like express yeah, your express, express. Oh, So that was almost wow, the name of the podcast was espresso, yes. oh, Express I was Yourself. Like, Austin, <laughs> how did you come up with that just now? I was so impressed. He is I'm very good with titles. I'm, so. I'm good with titles. I'm the, I'm that side of this show. So yes. Yeah, now I also know someone to come to for titles because yes. I'm not good He's with so titles. Clever. So oh, I, I do sometimes. That. I'm like, why why oh, do these live in my uh, head? I don't understand. <laughs> for reasons. It yes, will be. Like you will be paid millions of dollars or you'll be like like a lot of heart dollars, like helping people or something, you'll you'll find that calling one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Artist Blend is a beautiful name also. So nailed it. Thank you. Good job to both of you. So let us start with the basics, shall we? Our listeners may not know who you are. So give us a little bit of Mm. who is Amanda Pereira. 
Oh, I nailed it. Good job. I know you're a little nervous and you nailed okay. it. Um, oh, God. Who is Amanda Pereira? Okay, so I am an actor and a comedian and a podcaster based out of Toronto. Based. Born here. Stayed here. Still here. Love it. Love it here. Um, I have studied like comedy and improv in the States and in Toronto at Second City and like UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, I should say, and not be a d- um, oh, can I swear? Should I not say d-? Um, Mostly improv, a little bit of sketch. <laughs> and then, um, but I, it's funny because I always loved, like when I got into acting, it was for TV and film. That's always what was in my heart yep. and on my mind. It's just theater, I lucked out because theater is so much more accessible. So <laughs> I started there and was able to find the love of theater and musical theater. <laughs> um, and then I host a podcast called Liquid Courage where I interview um, artists. Oh, thanks for the snap, <laughs> Nelson. Uh, silent snap, so maybe I shouldn't have no, they'll be been there. so they'll kind be there. to me and I acknowledged it anyway. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine just crickets? <laughs> so yeah, so I host a podcast, Liquid Courage, where I interview artists that really intimidate me, but that I really admire right. while we drink their favorite beverage to like give me the guts to ask them questions I want to. <laughs> Love it. And this season, I started, I keep calling it a spinoff show, and I don't actually know what that, that makes no sense for podcasts. Yeah. I started another show, a sister show, yeah. but yeah. I'm doing beside called never have i ever where i bring on friends in the arts and we play never have i ever to prompts that audience members submit that's, oh, awesome. that's, that's been fun. really fun yeah yeah i was like one podcast isn't enough let's do two oh, why not <laughs> that's no the ultimate idea. goal right so yeah yeah so <laughs> um, that's me that's that's incredible thank you absolutely thank you it also is an award-winning podcast so snaps mm-hmm. and give it up for I that was say like, it. come on mm-hmm. now oh you too. So nice. Yes. Thank you. It is. It is. As a side note, what is your personal liquid courage? Oh my God. That's such a good question. Okay. So my personal liquid courage would be like a dirty, dirty vodka martini okay. using Tito's. Ooh, okay. Or like lately because of reality shows, <laughs> uh, espresso martinis if it's before 1 p.m. Okay. So look how that linked into artist yeah, blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at okay. that. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be mine. But what's really fun is it's like introduced me to a lot of drinks yeah, that yeah, I yeah. either haven't had in a long time or like wine, specific wine brands mm-hmm. that I've never had mm-hmm. that I think I should call them wineries. Okay. Wineries. <laughs> I feel like wineries. wine brands yes. is something. <laughs> a wine like, brand. You know, just like specific, <laughs> yeah. Um, specific wine brands mm. and uh, yeah, and like just cocktails. Like I learned about a Paloma on the show that I had I had mm. not had or I hadn't had a Dark and Stormy or certain things that yeah. you just, <laughs> so mm. good. Yes. But you just end up ordering, I feel like the same five drinks all the time yeah. at yeah. the bar. Yeah. And so that's been really cool on the show is it's reminding me or introducing me hey. to new sh- to new drinks and new people hey, which hey. i'm loving nice so yeah that's really fun <laughs> as a, cre- a fellow creative and artist mm. much like me and easton most of us creatives have a moment in time when we think back as our spark or our catalyst mm. to lead us to choose the path of an artist um what was the moment or event for you uh be it for acting mm. podcasting or even writing as uh, read in your bio yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm so good at selling myself. Yes, yes I also write. <laughs> Whoops. Right? Um, <laughs> no, that is a correct fact. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, I was incorrect in my uh, explaining of myself. Um, I feel like my... Okay, so definitely, I think for acting, the spark was just like watching sitcoms. Mm. I grew up in the mm. 90s. Yeah. And like watching sitcoms at that time and thinking like, I want to be on there. And I sort of also simultaneously was like... But I, but I don't know where I fit on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think part of it was just that all the women were very, very thin. And I was like, ooh, there's no way. I don't know where I would place myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then little white girl grew up and learned much more <laughs> about the nuances of the world. Yes. Um, but at that time, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be up there. But I think what really... So the sitcoms made me want to. Mm -hmm. And then watching gag reels and bloopers, <laughs> I was like, I must do that. Like, I have to find a way and I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. But that looks like the most fun job I've ever seen in my entire life. And like, I have to be there. I love it. So like, I'll watch blooper reels of shows I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> I watch more. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and I don't exactly know what it was about the, the gag reels and like blooper mm -hmm. reels other than people were being paid not to laugh mm. and they couldn't help but laugh. Like I'm a huge people pleaser yeah. and I'm really trying to not do it as much. Mm. So the idea that Preach. everyone needs me to not laugh, but I am feeling so joyous that it is like falling out of me yep. at work. Uh -huh. I'm like, hold on, <laughs> what is this magic? Yeah. Yes. So I feel like that's kind of what called me to have to do it. And then the podcast, I was reading Sick in the Head, Judd Apito, Judd Apatow, More of the Judd, two. Judd, A. Judd, A. Judd, A. Good old, good old Judd A. Uh, his book, and he was saying, and I'm going to butcher this, but he was basically saying like when he was really young, like a preteen or a teenager, yeah. he really wanted to do stand up comedy, but he didn't know how to do it, yeah. and so he he was in his like school newspaper, and he basically looked up people's managers like jerry seinfeld's manager mm. and called them up and was like can i interview them for so and so radio <laughs> and at that time the manager was like sure it's a radio station they didn't know it was a school radio yeah. and he judd would show up with his little tape recorder and he would record it and do nothing with it other than he was like how do you write a joke but like how do you be funny yeah. and there was something about it that i just thought if we could have the confidence of a young child huh. going up and being like i'd like to do what you're doing i have no idea how to do yeah. it yeah but I feel totally confident in saying that. Could you tell me like the 10 steps how to get there? Mm -hmm. That I just thought there's a lot of artists around me that I think are amazing and are like thriving mm -hmm. in ways that I might feel like I'm struggling. And mm -hmm. why have I not just asked them yeah. after yeah. doing it? Like they're right there. I'm writing a show with them. I'm improvising with them on stage. Mm -hmm. I'm in a waiting room with them at an audition. Like why am I not asking them? Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of use the podcast as like, I mean, I guess like great. a liquid courage yeah. of my own yeah. sort of to do it. Yeah. In itself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It did imitate like life or art imitated life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It did. Like yeah. it. And it helped. I mean, it, it helped me actually talk to these people mm -hmm. and, and like, yeah. And actually be able to say like, hey, you know how we've been performing for 10 years? You really intimidate me. Again, not you. It's a me problem. Yeah. And I think you're fantastic. And I don't know why I haven't told you this. And also... How are you doing this specific thing that I feel like mm. you're always doing mm. and thriving in? So yeah. it's been a huge gift. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's been really nice. That, uh, honestly, it's it's sort of a, a self-created gift, but also you're gaining knowledge that you yeah. are craving. So why not try? Yeah. I would write out my like my invites to like get invites. Like if I was emailing them, yeah. inviting them to be on and I would write out like, you know, no pressure. Like if you don't want to. And then I'm like, no, Amanda, we're cutting. We're editing all of. They will say no. Like they are adults. <laughs> yes. So now my next step is just asking people to, you know, have a yeah, drink with me exactly. without recording on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of leads. That's in, the next step. It leads into my next point of like once you had this <laughs> spark moment, for example, with your podcast. <laughs> Or even just acting. And you started your journey as an artist. What did you have in mind as your end goal? Did Like, was the podcast always in mind? Or was that something that came on later? And uh, it, this sort of idea of the life of a podcaster or improv artist or actor or anything like that reflect what you do now? Or has this always been the plan? Mm. When I pictured being an actor, it's totally different than what it is actually like and also what my life is like. Yeah. 
Um, and definitely podcasting too. Yeah. I think as an actor, an acting teacher told me, it was like years and years and years ago, uh, but they were saying like, when you are an actor, you're actually a professional auditioner. Like you're going to mm-hmm. audition like 90% of the time yeah, and you're going to act like 10% of the time or act <laughs> in roles that people give you yes. versus yeah. you creating yes. roles for yourself or putting on your own shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I didn't really anticipate. Like as a kid watching sitcoms and watching yeah. gag reels, I wasn't like, I want to audition. Uh, thankfully, I love the audition process, mm. but I didn't mm. know how... For me, it's not the auditioning and auditioning and let's say not getting it or getting a callback and then not getting it, getting put on hold and not getting it or whatever. It's actually just when there's no auditions like that with no feedback or no engagement. That's where I find I really struggle and I have a hard time. Um, And so I envisioned it being you book a sitcom that you're on for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I thought. You book something and then you go in and you're there 10 hours a day and you have to miss Christmases and weddings, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it because look (laughs) at this gag reel evidence that it's the most fun (laughs) in the world, you know? Yes. That's what I pictured. And then, and also I pictured that for auditions that you got the script Mm. because all the videos and interviews with celebrities and actors and things, they say, oh, and then I read this script. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. when I'm auditioning and you're just getting one page of a scene that doesn't have a title, that doesn't have a character name that you're like, and then you find out it's this huge thing, but you have no context. Like, that was a whole new world that I had no idea. I thought you would get all the context in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for podcasting, is it different than I thought? I think it's a lot more, it's not lonely, yep. but it is a lot more solo mm. than I thought. Mm-hmm. Because I thought I want to create an interview show where I get to connect with these incredible people that I just haven't quite found a way to connect with in real life. Mm-hmm. But again goes back to, I guess, like you're going to be auditioning 90% of the time. In podcasting, I'm going to be recording 10% of the time and 90% I'm going to be producing and booking mm-hmm. guests and scheduling yep. and researching and editing and promoting Almost and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> you're alone. Yeah. So, um, and now I have someone who is amazing working on the podcast with me, Liz, joined this season and it has been so wonderful. Um, and so that's been really nice, but we are emailing back and forth. Like we're not in an office together every day, you know, brainstorming and stuff. So I think it's a lot more solo than I anticipated in, in both, in both areas, like as an actor waiting, um, which I hate doing. I don't know how you two feel. I'm trying to find the balance of like, let us know when you, when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Find the balance. I don't, cause I'm not good at sitting around and waiting. I, I tend to. If it's a quiet time, I'm like, let's start a project. Let's write a thing. Let's sign up for a class. Yeah. Let's do a thing. That's and how my this partner podcast be- started. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the problem, though, because then what if you get this huge... My partner the other day was like, Amanda, you also you need to leave... Because I said, oh, my God, I just got two, like, great offers of things. <laughs> and now I'm three too many things in my schedule. <laughs> like, I'm way... <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And he was like, you got to leave... If, if you're asking for things, you got to leave space for them to come and fill in or they're going to be like, the party's full, yeah. you know? But it's real hard for me to leave mm-hmm. empty space. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is podcasting what you two thought? I, I mean, podcasting, at least in my site, was yeah. sort of never on the table. And what I mean mm. by that is, for a period, I was like, I'll be a YouTube person. And then for a period, I was like, I'll be an actor. And then for yeah. a period now with talking with Easton and creating this wonderful child that we have that is the artist blend, mm-hmm. I, I can't envision life without it now. 
and uh-huh. we've only been doing it less than a year. And mm-hmm. it, it's made me a better artist just by talking about different forms of artistry. Mm-hmm. And the people we've talked to, I probably never would have met or had the face-on-face yeah. interaction. So in a way, yeah. it's been my own liquid courage, if you will, mm-hmm. to sort of branch out and learn more and just ingest different material. Um, but what about you, Easton? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. There are certain aspects that are exactly what I thought they would be. Like, yeah. I knew that we would have some really great conversations and I yeah. knew that mm-hmm. we would learn quite a lot. Um, and I knew that it would be really enriching in our own careers and senses of artistry to the pursuit of learning. Yep. What I did not mm-hmm. anticipate was <clears throat> how many emails I would be sending. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the email. Yeah, the emails. Ooh, yeah. The emails. Uh, the All editing. Day. I thought I would love the editing side, and it got mm. to the point where I was just feeling so burnt out. And I went to Austin. And I was like, "Hey, yeah. can we just like try to switch some stuff up?" So now yeah. I do graphic Good design and correspondence and mm-hmm. booking, and he does the, all of the editing and publishing. Yeah. Um, and it has made a world of difference. So there, there are yeah. some things that are like absolutely what i thought and some things that were just so far off yep. from what mm-hmm. i envisioned but no it's been, it's been a blast we love yep. it yeah good for you for pivoting also in the learning of like oh actually i said i was going to do the editing but i'm realizing i hate it like yeah. is there a switch up yeah. we can do and he loves I think it oftentimes we great. don't yeah yep. that's wonderful yep. that's such a good yeah but it is it is quite a unique um like situation to be able to talk to new people and have like in-depth enriching conversations where you're actually connecting with other people. I find Uh, that I leave every, every interview that I do every episode, I like leave the recording on such a high. mm -hmm. I feel like, Oh my God, like I feel so inspired and I feel I'm every guest. And it's funny because I'll sign off and they're like, I hope that wasn't too boring. And I'm like, I'm walking away. I could tattoo (laughs) what you said on my body. Like I, the entire transcript, yeah, the whole transcript, just on my whole, like all the episodes, I'm just going to put them all, yeah, I just feel so, insp- and I feel really lucky. Like it's so many people dedicating their time mm-hmm. and their like emotional fuel yeah, and their yeah. intelligence and their experience and all that to me. And like, it's it's so, it's so incredible. Yep. So yeah, in that way it's wonderful. Yeah. Vocal health is incredibly important. Sometimes you get tired, you get allergies, you get overworked, and your voice suffers, which can really put a damper on your work as a singer, actor, or even public speaker. Vocal Mist can help with that. It's a portable nebulizer that uses an isotonic saline to make a cool mist that you inhale. It's been research proven to help the voice stay hydrated and working well. The Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer is a fast and easy way to keep your vocal cords healthy, give you better vocal stamina, and can mitigate damage from overuse. I have one of my own that I absolutely love, and if you use your voice in your artistic endeavors, I can't recommend this enough. Use the affiliate link in the show notes and get your Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer today. So we usually like to ask our guests, uh, when you think about your career as a whole, be it mm. how, whenever you want to start your quote unquote career, because everybody has different paths, <laughs> uh, what are one or two of the most defining moments that really shaped you and your artistry? Okay. My first thought, mm. I could have a better, I could have a better answer, <laughs> but my first one I'm going to go with my gut yeah. is like, I think COVID was like okay. such yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge defining moment. Yeah. Um, because, so I recorded maybe nine episodes in person with guests yeah. before 
COVID hit. And then I launched, I released the first episode after kind of shutdown, which here in mm. Toronto was like March 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so then I released episodes and I, and I had eight in the bank. So I had eight weeks to kind of be like, what is the, why am I doing this? Yeah. And like, <laughs> what a virtual like what do i do here <laughs> um but what i didn't realize was it was going to set up a situation where i was connecting with somebody that i had never had an in-depth conversation with for an hour weekly <laughs> where at a time where you were not having any small talk and you were not meeting yeah. any new people yep. and you i was i felt like i was making friends or acquaintances or something with new people and i was having new conversations so frequently i think it like in a way kind of saved my a lot of my mental yeah. health yeah. in that way um i kind of built that in unknowingly <laughs> and then on the other side i responded to the stress of like a pandemic happening Same. by like we said filling my schedule yeah. at a time when like no, no one, one has was anything doing to anything. do yeah 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 there was a moment where i was just crying to my partner saying I have so much work to do and i can't get it done and he he just hugged me. He was like, hey, but you're your own boss. Like, you you don't <laughs> yeah. have to. Do you yes. need your schedule. Yeah. Like, yes. I don't know why you're working hmm. seven hours a day, Monday to Friday. <laughs> Everyone else, you, you're unemployed. Yeah. Like, you don't have a job. Like, there's no auditions. Like, nothing's busy. happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, you're just, but I filled my full, t I filled 40 hours a week with yeah. podcasting. Yeah. I was like, great, great. I'm done editing. We'll research. Like, I just, yeah. and mm -hmm. that was such a. Um, I, I did not have like work-life balance before yep. COVID. Yep. And in terms of like that moment for me has really stuck. Mm. So I was like, wow, so much of this is actually more in my power than I'm thinking. Mm. Because at a time where all my, ob where all my schedule obligations yep. disappeared, I still didn't have time to just sit and watch a movie or like play video games for the hell of it. Mm -hmm. Like I mm. found to do things. Mm -hmm. um, so coming out of COVID, I really changed kind of how I viewed my career in a way yep. before COVID. I was either like, um, I was serving at a restaurant for like my Joe job. So I was either like serving at a restaurant or I was like doing an improv show mm -hmm. mostly is what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was like, let's see how much I can jam into every single day because I never want my career to not be where I want it to be yeah, and yeah. me be the cause of it. Yeah. I don't want to blame, well, you didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, no, I want a night at home yeah. and I want to go to bed at 10. Mm -hmm. And that's actually going to make it so when I get the audition for this role that I love, I am, I'm a full tank mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah. ready to do that. Or when an, when an opportunity comes, I'm not exhausted or I'm not drained or I can tap into my feelings or my experiences or what I can bring to the table because I'm not so depleted and yeah. that's something coming like I don't I don't if my if the world didn't force me to stop and I don't know yeah. if I would have done that for myself yeah yeah th that was one of the big lessons that I learned when I was in college was mm -hmm. um, one of I think it was the chair of our department said when you go to the gym and you work out mm -hmm. and then you go home those muscles don't rebuild themselves during the day. They rebuild themselves when you sleep. So do that work, but you have to rest in order for anything to grow or to be improved. Yep. And the, the expectation for artists, at least sometimes societally, but also on ourselves is go, 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 produce, 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 work, 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 pay your dues, you know, put in yeah. all that work so that then it will pay off. But some of the work is rest. Yep. And that was a lesson that I also learned um, in COVID as well. Yeah, but uh, that's yeah. beautiful that you're like that somebody at the school said that. Like, yeah. That's, oh yeah, 
That's so incredible. Wait, I remember great. listening to this podcast with Tony Hale hmm. um, on it, and he was saying when he got Arrested Development, like his whole career, all he wanted was to book a sitcom. He yeah. just wanted yeah. to book a sitcom so bad. And then he booked Arrested Development, and all he was worrying about was like, what's my next job? That he was like, wow, I booked the thing I always dreamed of. And I spent that time worrying about what the next thing was going to be. And that is just something we like. I really I'm trying to really just accept like, I don't know what's coming. And I actually love that. The thought of of, of knowing what is in my future makes me feel a little stifled. And I'll talk to my therapist about it. I'm sure there's an issue there. (laughs) But. I, I really feel grateful that I don't know what's coming. I think that's mm. such a luxury and it's so wonderful yep. in a way. I'm trying to embrace it mm-hmm. um, because otherwise it can be really hard to enjoy the moment when you really don't have any idea what's what's coming next. Yep. But I don't want to look back and think like I never enjoyed any moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so I know... I'm sorry, I'm hijacking this no, conversation, please. but I have to- <laughs> no. The, I mean, th- welcome to the podcast. You're you're yeah, a, I'm like you're it's a also host, your you podcast. <laughs> uh, I think it's quite kismet that you brought this up. Mm. Just the concept mm. of of just taking in where you are, because mm. literally yeah. right before this recording, we were with mm. another guest. She's um she's a music copyist mm. and uh, vocal contractor. She's worked um in Hollywood and on Broadway and all sorts of things all mm-hmm. everywhere. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And she was, one of the last things we talked about was the idea of, one thing that she's very, very good at is the idea mm-hmm. of being completely where she is. So yep. when she mm-hmm. is on a stand conducting, she's thinking about nothing else but the music that she's creating. And then when mm-hmm. she's in, in Finale software, like working on um, this, creating this composition and sending it out to the to the musicians, it's all about what what is this chord? Yep. And where am mm. I musically and what story am I telling and whatever. But she's mm-hmm. always where she is. And that's a gift that I mm. think cert- some people have and some people have to work for. But, yep. mm-hmm. oh, what a gift it is. Right? <laughs> I'm on I that know. same road trying to trying to. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to do that while also trusting. Like, okay, so I find if I've just reviewed my Google calendar for the week, mm-hmm. I can be right present in the moment. Yep. Like, that's something mm. it gives me. But I have to be checking my I have to make sure that I've ensured that everything is okay for tomorrow before I can like sit in today. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder how people do that without having to do that check in. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It does. But yeah, just it being does. able to be to be present and not I mean, it's an anxious thing, right? Like worrying about future jumping and jumping to what's gonna happen in the future. And I guess I think the more that I get or I gain more like really deep inner confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a surface level confidence, but just a really like, hey, I will not let myself fall apart. Yep. And like, I got you. Yep. That the more I do that, the less I worry about the future because I trust that like, yeah, stuff's going to happen in life, but that I can't control. What I can control is like how I react to it and I can trust myself. Yep. So I got it. It's fine. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We have before. Yeah. So you and I are a lot alike, Amanda, in the sense of mm. the phrase that always comes to mind when I think about me and my schedule mm. is... You cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. And oh, look at you with the drinks and the, <laughs> the hoss and just silent, silent, silent snaps Thank you. for yes. you. Uh, um, it's but that's true. But yes, I heard from a dear friend many years ago that if you look at your proverbial cup, if you will, filling it with everything that you possibly can is poking your own holes. Mm. Instead of poking holes, try and be prepared for cracks that may happen. Mm. And it sort of just instilled in me this constant thought of 
am I overreacting? Am I overthinking? Am I trying to overplan? And hmm. instead try, again, I'm no expert and I'm sure my therapist yeah. would say the same thing, but <laughs> it's more of a... They wouldn't be allowed to, but they might be thinking it. <laughs> they're they're yeah, probably yeah, sitting yeah. there completely thinking in like cups. <laughs> Is he okay? He's always thinking of coffee. Like, He's um, always thinking of cups. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's the thing of instead of trying to fill your schedule and trying to stay in the moment when something comes mm-hmm. along that's unexpected, you're able to process it a little bit more versus being like, well, I can't do it because I've got three other things that I'm on my plate. No, no. Yeah. You're, you're okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think the three of us Absolutely. are all in the same boat. It may be full of water, yeah. but we're still paddling along. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it may be and, you full know, of water. And like, you need, like, when a whole, like, a few months ago, I experienced, um, like, something in my life that, like, a, a grieving experience. <laughs> and that kind of threw me, too, because I was like, oh, wow, I actually don't care. Like, I might I might sit and, and, and think, like, oh, my God, should I edit this part out? Should I keep it? Should I move <laughs> it? Is this voice? Oh, you know what? I want to fix, like, this volume a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, that doesn't... Spend your time on the things that do matter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't worry about this thing. Don't worry about saying, oh, no pressure mm-hmm. to the guest. Mm-hmm. Like, they know no pressure. Yeah. They'll say no if they don't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> and so my my therapist actually asked me, like, oh, there was a few things that I was stressing about, and she asked me about them, and I was like, you know what's weird? Like, when uh, someone you love passes away, you just don't give a shit <laughs> about the things that don't matter anymore. <laughs> and so... It also taught me, like, hey, I need space in my sketch. Like, yeah. it cannot be something, oh, I can't afford to grieve right now. Yeah. That's not yeah, an option. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. a human being before mm-hmm. I am an actor. That is something I need to keep telling myself. Ooh. It's very hard to yes. say. Put that or on to a believe. t-shirt now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should put that on t-shirts yes. or on coffee mugs yes. and just so drink with them yeah. on this podcast constantly. <laughs> so, yes, just... Just like you don't have to fill, just because there's an empty space doesn't mean you have to fill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounded, oh, I, but like I, I non-sexually, yeah. schedule it. You guys, <laughs> okay, great, 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 wonderful. Yes. In all accounts, actually, yes, actually. like truly, yeah, sure. there's no have to. It's just if you want to. <laughs> yeah, so it's true. Anyway, yeah. um, yes. For a lot of artists, I get paid to talk. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> they found a way to monetize their passion and their artistry, mm. just as you have. And when your mm. primary source of income or feeding your passion is your passion, sometimes it can be draining. Mm-hmm. And we like to ask our artists uh, what their unmonetized life-giving hobbies are. In other words, what is a way in which you fill your artistic well cup, <laughs> if you will, since that seems to be the theme for your soul, <laughs> that doesn't involve your work as a producer yeah. or as a writer or as an actor or anything? I love that you're asking this question because also for... Anybody um, who's guesting on your podcast who mm-hmm. doesn't have any, it'll just highlight like, hey, you deserve to have hobbies if you'd like them. <laughs> yes. Um, hobbies are something that I would really love to have more of mm. because I would mm. love. Well, what I would like to do is I would like to feel that they have more value than I currently place on them. Because yep. if it's not productive, then I don't feel like it's valuable. But I do mm. have some, right? And that's a lie. That is a lie. I, know. I don't believe that, but I do believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, my hobbies that fill my heart and my cup that I definitely don't make money from. Mm. I was going to say for now, but no, like that's the whole point <laughs> is that they never are going to make me money. And that is the value yeah. of it, is um, re- uh, video games. Okay. I'm currently mm-hmm. playing Pikmin 4 on Nintendo Switch, and okay, it is okay, my okay. most favorite. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, so that is something that brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And. 
Okay, so I've always been interested in reality TV. Yeah. I've always been interested in psychology yeah. and just how people... Like, I would love to be at a human zoo with informed consent. Yes. Where I just want... I love people watching. Okay, yeah. that's what a normal person would say. People yeah. watching, not a person zoo. So, <laughs> a person zoo with informed consent. For my, yeah. In other words, A.K.A. Cities, what um... everyone does at the park. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I love that. And so love reality TV. And I thought that's where that's kind of the reason is like the psychology, which yeah. I think it is. But I also think as I started pursuing acting more and more, sometimes watching scripted television or movies made it, I didn't feel the same joy yeah. sometimes <laughs> because I found myself being like, oh, I wish I was in this or like, oh, another show I'm not in or like, yeah. wow, Netflix has so many shows. I'm Too not many. it though. Yeah. Like how, what's that probability? <laughs> that sucks. Mm -hmm. So just, I found myself sometimes like, or I was just at work. Sometimes I just was like, wow, that's a beautiful shot. And that's great, but I'm not in rest mode. So reality TV, I have zero interest in being in reality TV. <laughs> yeah. I love consuming it. It requires very little of my heart, uh -huh. my mind, sure. any of it. Um, I don't know if that's a hobby, but that's one of mine. I, and then, I consider oh, it. Oh, and yeah. solo karaoke. Nice. I hate karaoke in public. I yes. hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah. But solo karaoke, it's what I do every time I get a voice self-tape or like a voice audition. Yeah. And in Toronto, like we're still recording um, auditions from home. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's on camera or much the voice. Part. Okay. Yeah. So in my, I have a fairly large closet and mm -hmm. I have a little like vocal booth that I've set up in there. Nice. And I just do solo karaoke. Anytime I get a voice audition, I'm like, ooh, for reason to do time solo to do karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, I love so that. that I also my hate karaoke, and I've not heard anybody Same. frame it that way. I'm just going to oh. do some solo karaoke. That's yeah. fun. I like that. I No one around. It's just me and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Exactly. That's what it is. And you know what I like, though, um, is versus I do love in a car, too. Yes. But I love, like, you get the instrumental track going. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. I look up karaoke oh, yeah. tracks. Yeah. Yes. And then I'm just on. It's just because it, I love the, I've always loved the feeling of singing, and mm -hmm. I used to perform vocally so much more often and I really have it in like years but mm. I just love the feeling of it so yeah that's a hobby I do nice. too that no one will ever pay me for solo karaoke I won't let them in so <laughs> well yeah that's, that's the point that nobody sure else counts. gets to be there yeah that's my best answer that's that for awesome. sure counts <laughs> yeah. and it fills up my tank so I'm gonna do that one Amazing. yeah <laughs> I would say nothing is off the table as being a hobby if you consider it that way so if it, yeah, if it gives you life then yeah. it's a hobby let it be sure. a hobby come on now that's true. And if you do it often enough, I mean, I love cooking, but yeah. I just do it like once every two right. weeks or something. So I don't like, know if it's yeah. a hobby yet, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your hobby can't be just the things you find are fun. I feel like there needs to be a frequency in there a little bit. Mm. You do it, a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What are each of your like number one hobbies that you do for no money? Mm. I think mine, I'm still struggling with <laughs> identifying one that has frequency. We're all, yeah, we I all know. work in the same industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're like, yeah, hobbies. Yeah. It's like, this well, was going to be the hobby, but now yes, it's a job. But now, yes, literally yeah, all yeah, of the yeah. things that I'm like, this will be a hobby, become uh, something that I monetize I because know. I'm also of the, the American capitalism of like everything <laughs> has to be productive. Yes, yes. Um, oh, but one thing I that know. I found joy in, which uh, I don't even know if it's a hobby. It's more of a, the collection, but I'm, yes. I've okay. collected plants. Okay. And I'm at the okay. point now to where I have no space left. Okay. I like oh. all of my window space is filled. I can't have any more plants. Um, yeah. But I continue to somehow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so but that has been something that's that's brought me joy lately. Um, has been just like learning how to take care of them because some yeah. of them are like super mm -hmm. duper easy, 
and have just blossomed and I've repotted them like four times and they keep outgrowing them and there's cuttings and all the things. And then uh-huh. some are like, wow, it's almost died seven times. What the heck am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. learn. You know, it's, it's been a yeah. fun, fun thing. That's, exactly. Um, and getting to like give my cuttings to neighbors and friends and things has been that's really fun. fun. And, um, and we have, uh, we, we can't, because of where we are and um, mm. we just don't have the, the capability of growing our own herbs as much mm. as we'd love to, mm. goal for like, Way down the way line down is the to line. have yep. a house with some land and like grow my oh, own food. Oh, how dare I would you, artist? That. You'd like a house? Well, I know, <laughs> I know. Give it like 70 years. No, um, you deserve it. Tomorrow we'll manifest. Yes, it'll yes, happen. Yes, yes. It'll happen. Uh, but Make room for, now, for it. It'll happen. We, we found out that you can um, literally just put, uh, is it chives? Yeah, chives in mm. in water and they will grow like period oh, so we have uh, wait, i'm gonna i'm gonna pull them they're right here show me chive uh, city up in your up in your house from the say, store too and then yep. with the chives that were left over we put them in the cup and they're already up to here now <laughs> oh, amazing but they were, they were like down chives. here at the yeah. Yeah. But they're like what like six to eight inches above the yeah. where they were before that's amazing so and then my wife painted the little jar Aww. with flowers oh that's so it's incredible nice but that's been fun so that that's i think that's my answer is plants that's amazing I actually think like anything that um, plants, pets, things like that, that like you have children also is how it came up in a conversation on my podcast. Also that like for artists, because of this industry, you're so forced to um, think of yourself so often. Mm -hmm. And and I don't feel that it's like not saying anybody is like super self-centered or anything. It's just you're asked like, what is your brand? What makes you unique? What's your Mm -hmm. hit? What kind of characters do you play? What do you bring to the table? You're the product. Oh, God, exactly. Uh, You are the product. All those. And so to have something outside of yourself that that needs you to survive uh-huh. i actually think mm. it's so so healthy like mm-hmm. yeah. we have named all of our plants Amazing. i agree i got like hot pepper fingers because i was i was um i cut up thai chili peppers and i wasn't mm. wearing gloves i don't yeah. know wear gloves yeah and so the oils got under oh, my nails no. and it was like burning and my partner cut a piece of our aloe plant to like try and rub it didn't work yeah. so okay. don't do that oh no but it felt like i was <laughs> cutting up uh the being I was taking care of. Like it was, yeah. I was yeah. going to ask you, do you cut up those chives and feel nothing? Or are you a human? I'm like, fine. how do you feel? I'm fine to cut up those chives. In my <laughs> oh, mind, it's alert. There's something, about, <laughs> there's something, something nice about like, no, it feels like I'm like a self-sufficient yeah. being okay, yeah. who is okay. like homesteading in my yeah. apartment okay. by just growing chives sense. and aloe. But like my friend who is visiting us, we have um, we love to host and mm. we have a guest mm. room. that. Pe- and now that I live in Orlando, people vacation here. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're getting a lot more guests than we might if we yeah, lived yeah. In somewhere else. <laughs> um, it's like, hey, Suddenly we're going to go to Disney for four days. Can we just stay at your house? Yeah. Um, but we love it. But uh, we had some people who got really badly sunburned. Mm. They were not prepared, did mm. not put sunscreen oh. on. And it was like yeah. July. And I was like, yep. you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but we had our aloe plant and mm-hmm. we happened to have just a, a leaf got way too big. It was about mm. drooping off the side. Oh, um, yeah. It was like like a foot and a half, maybe two feet, like super thick. And so we, we cut off the end and drained it and put it in the freezer um, and they were able to um, treat it a little bit, That's awesome. great. So I Aww. love it because it feels yeah. like I'm homesteading. Yeah. Even though no, I'm not. it's fair. I'm too <laughs> sentimental. I get attached to literally everything. So it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah. What's um, your what's your non um, non financial? No, that's wrong. What's a hobby <laughs> you make mo- no money from, Austin? Um, yes, <laughs> much better phrasing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so something that I've been doing recently is getting back in touch with my interior design mind. Um, I, I thought when I was younger I wanted to be an interior designer, and then I was like, I will, I can't do that. Sure, I could. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you still can. Yeah. If you want. Um, yeah. Furniture flipping has been the newest thing for me. 
Um, So finding something super cheap and then turning it into something else. And I've, I'm working on a, a coffee hutch in our new apartment. Of course it's a coffee hutch. Yes. Amazing. Um, I've, I've worked on staining it and painting it and getting new hardware for it. I've pretty much, it, it's funny because in, in our relationship, my fiance is fully admitting, she's like, everything you see, that was him. I, I, I don't have a decorative <laughs> bone in my body. <laughs> That's what a wonderful pairing, though. Yeah, you know? it, truly. If one uh, of you cares and loves about it, and the other one's like, yeah, sure, whatever. If you both cared and really yeah. wanted a piece of it, mm-hmm. it might be hard. It might, it be might hard. be heads, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought wow. I was going to monetize it and uh, oh, yeah. like flip furniture and sell it, and then it turned into, I'm just going to do this for our stuff, and that's all I'm going Yay. to do. So, yeah. yeah. That's the gateway to get in. Tell yourself you're going to turn it into a full, like, monetized project. Mm-hmm. Monetize. That monetize. was the word I wanted. Yes. And that's then, the one. yeah, that's the one, not non financial. And then just, <laughs> and then just don't make any money yeah. from it. You're like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I guess this is, this is the artist's way. Exactly. Not the book. No. We, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we, we read that too. So, last question for you, Amanda. This has uh-huh. been wonderful. And uh-huh. this episode uh-huh. is not shy of any of these. But what words of wisdom would you give to someone listening who is maybe starting out on their journey to become an artist? Oh, starting out. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that specificity. Uh-huh. Something okay. to tattoo on your back. Yes. <laughs> okay, this is what I would tattoo. No, imagine <laughs> I just like. Actually, I just did like it. Yeah. started saying like a full monologue. Um, <laughs> I hope you have a lot of space, a Here lot of skin. Yeah. Okay, I think specifically to someone starting out, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of biased, I guess, because I'm thinking back to like when I started. <laughs> I think I would tell people like you are never behind the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you are never behind other people. Yeah. You are never. Anytime you think, oh, I just need to do something to try and catch up. <laughs> there's nothing to catch up. Nothing yeah. is linear. 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 People make fun yeah. of how I say that. Linear. Great. No, it's fine. Linear. <laughs> linear. Uh, people can be leaner, but yes. they're not, it's not linear. <laughs> linear. Yes. I can't say anymore. I think that's something that was really rough for me in the, I just always felt like, oh, okay, oh my God, people are here. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is an audio medium. Why am I doing this? Like mm-hmm. people are in one place and they're ahead of me and I need to catch up. Yeah. And that I thought, oh, it's like, a, a narrow hallway and everybody needs to walk down the same hallway and pay your dues like you had said earlier like there's all those thoughts and it's like no some of the most fantastic performers that i know some of them went to theater school and then got an agent right out of school and then booked their first sitcom ever and continued that way and yeah. some people went into working at apple on um, the genius bar or at corporate and then went into advertising and then 20 years later we're like i want to be an actor and those two people are acting on the same show and they're mm-hmm. equally as talented mm-hmm. and they have just as much to bring to the table and mm-hmm. so i think that's something that i see in in my peers and that i've definitely felt at all at all um areas and like parts in the journey whether you're starting out or you feel like you're new and fresh or whether you feel like you're experienced and fresh yeah um <laughs> I think all along the way, we have this tendency to feel like we have to catch up. And I think Mm -hmm. part of that is because the gig nature Mm -hmm. of this industry is, you know, you book Arrested Development and then you wonder what the next show is. And you book the one gig and there's going to be another gig and it's cyclical Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so we think, oh, it's one peg and the next peg and like we're going to have to catch up. And we don't. Like, you do not. You can, if you need to take a break for five years and come back... You are not starting where you left off, massive air quotes, 
<laughs> you might be jumping right in where you would have been. You might be jumping in ahead. As mm-hmm. a comedian, a huge thing was um, what I what happens a lot is like if you just are doing stand up shows or improv shows or sketch shows so often, what ends up happening is like, what are you going to do? Are you going to improvise about being an improviser about the improv show that you did last night in the class you took today? Like, <laughs> go live your life. You have to have mm. something to say on stage. Yes. If you're going to write a script, if you're going to perform in a show, like you, there's only so much you can bring to the table if your entire life is your job. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. in this, because yeah, I think it's just like, I got to a point where I'm like, what jokes am I writing? I would hear a joke about someone sitting on a subway and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not present in the moment when I'm on the subway, not watching Mm. people and then having an opinion. I'm just like reading lines for tomorrow's audition on my way to the show. Like, what am I bringing to the table? Yeah. So you're not behind. There is no such thing. There's nothing to catch up to. Live your life. Be a human being. And like the rest of it comes second. And often it ends up working out much better that way Mm. whatever better is in your terms whatever your goal is i think you will more likely achieve that goal if you put your human self first Mm. above your actor self yeah that would be my silent snaps that's awesome (laughs) and that is a monologue that i would in fact tattoo (laughs) oh my god i would tattoo it out of that blow line. I'm, I'm gonna uh, make my appointment present, now. Yes. You're a human being. You got your plants, so you could like be in the moment. We'll just yes. we'll put it as plants on your back, Easton. Yeah. Like all yeah, the yeah, words yeah. will just, just like, form, like yeah. the leaves and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. My tattoo will be um, chives, but okay, like a great. bunch of cut off pieces with just blood dripping down okay, my back. Perfect. Like okay, all the is. chives that yeah. we've cut up that I just feel <laughs> sure. so sentimental and horrible and guilty about. Oh my God. No, I'm just uh, kidding. You're fulfilling it. their destiny. That's what they want. They want yeah. to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Is That's that egocentric for humans? I don't know. I'm confused. Like, do the plants want to be eaten or are we just eating them? I have no idea. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Asking the hard question. That's a different, know, right that's a different episode. Amanda, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we, Thank our you listeners for are going me. to enjoy heck out of you um, because our our age range is primarily college age and young adult hey. actor artist. Aww. So this is going to be a breath of fresh air. So we oh now God, give you it. the honor of being able to end our show as our guest and raise your mug and you can say the phrase <laughs> however and whenever you want to. Oh my God, I love it. All right, everybody, you little cuties, be good beans and drink good beans. Yeah. Cheers. 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 <laughs> oh, I love, I love, love, love that mug. It is yes. the cutest. Yeah. I know, right? It's kind of Halloween-y, kinda too. Yeah. Yes. The Artist's Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.